G'day soldiers of the Altcoin Army, welcome to another episode of the Altcoin Buzz Podcast with your host, Leisha James, and we have a special guest, Chris, on today. Jeremy's unfortunately unwell and couldn't make it. Welcome aboard, Chris. Nice to have you here. Hello, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I've never done this before, so we'll see how it goes. I'm sure you'll be fine, mate. We'll uh, we'll take it easy, won't we, Leish? Yeah. <laughs> Just because we're like you, but they're... And we want to make sure that he keeps doing those uh, those articles for us. We don't want to scare yeah. him off too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself, Chris, because uh, if all goes well today, we might get you back on the show later on to uh, torture. <laughs> I mean, uh, host you. I like so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, just to say, like, I like how Jeremy has been forgotten already, or what? <laughs> we love you, Jeremy. Enough interviewers. <laughs> yeah, okay, go on, Christy. So, I am probably, like, most people in the Alcoin Buzz Army. I got into crypto late last year, December, and luckily, um, I had surgery on my shoulder and allowed me to do more time to research things, so... During that time period, I really got into learning about Bitcoin. I started watching more and more videos from Altcoin Buzz, Jeff, um, uh, Steve. Started watching a lot of videos about on, from Andres Antonopoulos about Bitcoin itself. And from there, I just started loving the space a lot more. And one day, I was watching an Altcoin Buzz video, and it was a live stream from Jeff. And he told me, I made a comment. He said, "Hey, you, you need to hit us up." and see if you can come work with us. So I saw Sebastian's email. Uh, I mean, message asked for more writers. I emailed you guys and here we are. And here we are. You never thought you'd be uh, hosting the podcast show with us lunatics, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely glad to have you. You write some pretty killer articles, so it's uh, it's always good to, to see them and add them on the show because you do write them quite well, I have to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Leash, now that we've lulled him into a false sense of security, let's unload all the crap onto him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, we don't have an interview today, so what we're going to do is we're just going to hit up the news. We've done it once before, so uh, we'll start off with Leisha. You've uh, With your article that you wrote, I know that you're going to love this because you're big into the music scene, so I'm going to let you take it away. Am I? Am I big into the music scene? Okay. Just go with it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'm a, what is it, an audiophile, as uh, David Solomon himself called. Look, I've seen, so, your, I've seen your bloody things on, on Instagram when you're trying to do music trivia, when you've had a couple of drinks into you. So don't try and hide behind all of this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, you haven't accepted, and you haven't accepted that challenge, huh? Because <laughs> I'm going to lose. I don't do things I'm going to lose at. <laughs> Smart gambler. <laughs> That's an investment I can get behind. Okay. <laughs> so we have a new Goldman Sachs CEO, and he, his name is David Solomon, and he's a fine so turned DJ because he's not only, like, now the head of uh, Goldman Sachs, but he also released uh, his first remix called Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac on Spotify and Apple Music in early June. The guy is quite priceless because, I mean, like, you know, he's not super young. And you wouldn't expect him to be into music that much, especially electronic dance. But, yeah, you know, he's working on it. And he is also a crypto enthusiast, which I think is uh, great news. 
And he said, particularly, that we're clearing some futures around Bitcoin, talking about doing some other activities there, but it's going very cautiously. We're listening to our clients and trying to help our clients as they're exploring those things, too. And he's obviously talking about the crypto scene here. So I think this is fantastic news because Goldman Sachs is a serious institution. And I think that it's just marvelous <laughs> about you guys. Uh, I think it's really important because Goldman Sachs is one of those, you know, traditional uh, banks that really kind of, for lack of a better term, crapped on crypto, you know, late last year, early this year. And it seems that they're, whether, no matter what they were saying, in the back they were building infrastructure to, you know, get into the space in the near future and, you know, protect their clients and get a better price for them. I don't know if that's actually what they were doing or if this is just coincidence, but I think it's really important that someone, you know, has a, a CEO position in a bank like that that's pro-crypto uh, is very good for the space. Yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of people at the back of their minds, we all thought that this is your your average chess player at the end of the day when it comes to big business. Let's just on it, make it sound horrible just so we can get the price lowered, buy in a low price, and then it'll be the next best thing that's since sliced bread. You know, a lot of businesses out there do it. There's a lot of players in the market that will even patent a project, say it's amazing when the patent runs out, the project's because they've moved on to the next one. So I think you're dead right in that respect. I don't believe in coincidence when it comes to big business because it's all a game. At the end of the day, it's all a strategic game. What I like about this is the fact that they've got somebody who's been in the music scene. You've got people like Akon, um, who's out there creating crypto tapia out in, uh, in, in Senegal. So he's a big music player. Now, this bloke's been in the music industry. There's a chance that he's going to work his way through other musicians. And if you can get a platform from celebrity musicians to come on board, think of the influence circles that they already run in. You're going to have a lot of followers. You're going to have a bigger chance of this being promoted. So this could be another strategic task by moving it into the general population through the music industry. So, I mean, we could go down that route. Well, what do you guys think? So, you know, Dre Beats kind of did the same exact thing. You know, the actual product itself for, you know, I, I, before I did a lot of research on uh, phones and, you know, audio stuff. And Dre Beats for the price you pay for isn't necessarily the best product out there, but it's what is marketable because you see people like Tom Brady, um, you know, Beats by uh, actual him, Dre himself. Uh, you know, Apple bought it. So it's just the marketing behind it. And if people see their mm -hmm. celebrities and favorite artists use it, they're going to use the product. You know what I like? <laughs> I like the Ma I like Maddie's reaction to this article. He got so excited. Even <laughs> he did too. Yes, more DJ souls and finance. You were Warren Buffett's, please. And then look, how cool is this guy? He's definitely my new summer man crush. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm not. So, <laughs> I'm not so sure, Maddie. Not so sure. <laughs> Maddie's Maddie's just got a lot of love to give. So. <laughs> I see. Okay, but oh. he got really excited. That's uh, quite funny. But he's right. I mean, also besides it, we have. Now a Bitcoin crypto mix on our channel, Altcoin Buzz, so make sure to check it out. I suppose that works. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
And coming to you live is the new and improved <laughs> remix done of DJ Souls episode uploaded for you live. It's so good. We're so happy, so truly excited to be here. This will change crypto as you know it. Yes, yes, yes! James, <laughs> control your enthusiasm. <laughs> I love that guy so much. He's my spirit animal. I want Carlos on this show so bad. There, I don't think there's a single podcast I don't bring him up. Hey, he's. Uh, I think he's still driving taxis for uh, in New York City. I want to go to New York just to go into a taxi and just ask him everything <laughs> about Bit Get Wrecked. Um, <laughs> Wasn't it up like twenty some percent the other day too? What from from two cents to two point two cents? <laughs> I hey, should twenty percent is twenty percent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. It's the same principles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to uh, to the initial, the ICO white paper. That was an uh, article that was written by Jordan. Yes, he's another fellow Aussie from, from my country. So so good, uh, good to see you writing stuff there, Jordan. Keep it up. Make us Aussies proud. But um, he goes into the academic research done by the University of Pennsylvania Law School has revealed that the unsettling news for investors... Now, I know this is going to sound like a lot of FUD out there, but just bear with us. Look, on the 17th, as as Jordan's put, on the 17th of July this year, the University of uh, Pennsylvania Law School released a report titled The Coin-Operated Capitalism. The report's focused on the 50 top-grossing ICOs from 2017 period and included academic research into the promise made in their white papers. Now... This doesn't shouldn't really surprise anyone. There was a lot of crap out there. There was a lot of shit coins that we all know about, and all these white papers said that they were going to be the next best thing. So we've gone over this multiple times on this on the podcast as well as on the main channel and, and multiple articles that was written. Always research what you're getting into and don't just go off the hype because and really take time to learn how to read a white paper. There's enough information out there to learn. But um, yeah, unfortunately, there is a lot of white papers out there that are completely crap, and it's making the legitimate ones harder to press because then you don't, you know, there's a lot of lack of trust in the industry. So this this doesn't really come as any surprise for people that have been in the industry for a while. But as it says here, if an investor enters into an opportunity without sufficient due dil- doing their due diligence, as in their research, ICO or not, they're likely to be exposed to a potential fraud. So, this is just it. However, if you add up the ability of the ICOs to raise money rapidly without the restrictions placed upon the IPOs, then this creates a recipe for disaster. As we've said time and time again, this is the case with uh, with going into the hype opposed. And we always say, do your due diligence. Don't take this as professional and financial advice. Always look into what you're buying. We can't stress that enough because there are people out there that are looking to scam you. And, um, yeah, what do you guys think? I think that this is very true, that a lot of ICOs are unfortunately scams. And I I haven't told you that story about how one guy contacted me on LinkedIn recently, and he wanted to, he wanted me to take a look at that white paper that they published. And it's just, I don't know, like, you know, he asked me to look at it from a journalist's perspective. Probably, I don't know, something related to the language or whatever. And I said, yeah, well, it looks fine to me, language-wise. The only problem is that the idea is complete bullshit. 
like complete bullshit. They're gonna issue a token which somehow will let you control a porn studio in California. This is a really like string. That's why it works. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be able to sort of control what's going on on that set. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> this is this is too much for me. I, th- I think there's a lot of projects that try to implement blockchain where it's like, you really don't need it. You know, why do you need a decentralized immutable token built on Ethereum to do half the amount of things that a lot of them do? You know, I, mm. I think, you know, there's very, there's a lot of great use cases for the blockchain technology and Bitcoin and Ethereum and ERC20 tokens. But when it comes down to it, you know, do you really need to have a decentralized blockchain to uh, purchase tickets or to, you know, you, you know, use smart lights or something in, in your house? And I don't know, it's kind of iffy when, if you ask me, a lot of them. Yeah. And like Jordan's put at the end of the article, these findings should not be seen as a reason not to trust white papers. And that's what I was trying to say before. Don't just completely disregard white papers. White papers are important, but as a gift for educated investors to lead and understand the inner workings of an ICO and what white paper promise really means. So again, do your due diligence, look into it, make sure that you understand what you're reading. If you're looking at something and you don't fully understand it, you know, our community, especially the Altcoin Buzz Army team, we'd like to think that, lot, I would like to think that we've got a good enough community where if, if you didn't really understand something, post a question. You know, there's there's our Twitter page, there's our website, you know, post a question and someone should be able to help you out with that because we'd like to make sure that people aren't going to go down, down the garden path and be led down the garden path to have smoke blown up their ass, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all about making sure that this is a, a really good community. Our Telegram page is uh, our Telegram group as well. Um, like I said, there's, there's multiple avenues that you can go down to, to get the right information, but definitely do your due diligence. We can't stress that enough, guys. I don't think that you know there's there's too much that we can say about that. But you know we've uh, we've got to make sure that everyone on the team and everyone in our community does the right thing and doesn't get burnt. Like Chris yeah, was saying, I also like to say this other thing too. Uh, you know it's it's important to learn before you have a stake in the project because if you have a stake in the project, you're going to convince your things of that you'd normally be critical of. So, you know, it's like that for just human nature in general. If you have a stake in something, you're going to think it's better than if you didn't have a stake in it. And you're, you'll be able to sit back and be more critical of it and, you know, see if it's more realistic or not. And I believe that's called August. rose-colored glasses. Huh? I believe it's called rose-colored glasses when you're in love with something that you can't see the flaws. Never heard of that before, but... Well, Makes now sense. you have <laughs> rose-colored glasses. <laughs> so, yeah. All I right. Ex- Sorry, Leish? I'm saying I know that expression as well. Rose-colored glasses is like when you don't uh, notice any deficiencies whatsoever. See, I'm not insane. Well, there's other people in the world that know what I'm talking about half the time. <laughs> but uh, now you it's... Now it's time to chuck you in the deep end, and we're going to go over to your article, Rockdale, okay. Rockdale, Texas. Go on, Chris. Tell us for... all about it. What was that? I'm saying, tell us all about it, Chris. <laughs> about Rockdale. Okay. So, 
uh, in the last year or so, Rockdale in a lot of areas in Texas. So let me, let me take a step farther back. Uh, for all you people who aren't, you know, in the U.S. and aware, Texas is a very coal mining, oil, aluminum rich, steel, you know, that kind of uh, business. And they've been, you know, the forefront in the U.S. for for the better part of the last hundred or so years. And so many people grew up on ranches and their fathers were miners. They were miners. Their kids are miners and, you know, generations and generations. So we're getting to a point where it's not very profitable anymore for companies to mine coal anymore. And so, uh, you know, the there's a lot of risk that goes on with it, you know, personal and health wise and stuff. And so in this last year, uh, Texas's biggest, um, or the state's largest steel, largest electricity generator, Sandow announced it was closing three fire coal fired power plants in Texas because they weren't profitable. And one of them's in Rockdale, Texas and Rockdale is kind of a small town in the middle of Texas. And it, affected them a lot. Their property values dropped about 85% and they lost about 300 jobs in the area. And 300 jobs might not sound like a whole lot, but when your town only consists of 25,000 people, 300 jobs is, you know, pretty big deal. And now you have these big, huge aluminum factories and uh, miners that are completely empty and no one's using them. So also that that's where the town will get a lot of their tax revenue from too. So, you know, the town loses out, the people lose out and the company just up and leaves. So people are left having to drive miles and miles, hours. Uh, I didn't put this in the article, but I, I was reading a, uh, a story about this guy that has to rent a hotel room for five of the six, five of the seven days of the week, just in order to work every day because his house is like six or seven, his job is six or seven ways, hours away from his house. And, you know, that takes a huge toll on someone. You're not next to your family. You're, you're bored constantly. You're in a place that you really don't know. And, you know, in steps uh, Bitmain. And, and then and they have announced, they, they haven't publicly announced it, but they made a joke that it's Rockdale's uh, worst kept secret. So Bitmain is planning to uh, uh, take over a lot of that uh, job loss. And, replace those 325 jobs with 300 to 500 new jobs and their operations will be Bitcoin mining operations. So they're replacing physical mining with digital mining. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, first of all, I have to say that this story of uh, this man who needs to travel seven, eight hours a day uh, to his workplace, it just reminded me of an article which I read a long, long time ago about a guy who lived in Barcelona and every day he would take a flight to London to work. Wow. And this is true. <laughs> yeah, and this is, this is like true. And it was still cheaper than living in London. Can you imagine that? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was like, it was some... I don't know, so, some good newspaper. I don't, I'm not sure which one, maybe Guardian or something like that. But it was, uh, I don't know, it amazed me. It just so, this is not probably, not the worst case out there. But well, it's great. It's I, great. I, I am jealous of Europe flights because Europe flights are very, very, very cheap compared to America. I was jealous on that. Or Australia. Yeah, I Australia's guess so. 
I guess uh, because many um, operators entered the market, like Ryanair and uh, Wizz Air and EasyJet, like there are quite a few companies out there and the prices are pretty low. I mean, you can get a ticket for five euros, which is like, I don't know, seven, eight dollars. Yeah. Where yeah, I, where I live in Rhode Island in the U.S., it takes mm-hmm. I think two fifty to ride the bus. Right, I was <laughs> gonna say seven bucks wouldn't even get you from my <laughs> suburb to the main city, which is a fifteen minute bus ride. <laughs> but, but this this is the funny part because in Europe, uh, like transport is extremely expensive. Go to Scandinavia, you'll pay I don't know five two dollars fifty. Yeah, right. <laughs> A, a, a bus ride in Sweden costs three fifty dollars, something like that. A bus in Iceland costs uh, six dollars. So I mean, it's just it's not a really a normal situation when you pay seven dollars for a, for a plane, basically. That's, no, that's a little, yeah. So it, it always baffles uh, me too because there's flights from Rhode Island to Florida for three hundred, four hundred dollars, and I can fly from Rhode Island to. Rome for the same price. It's like that yeah. economically makes zero sense. <laughs> it's yeah. a farther distance. <laughs> but going back to Rockdale, I just want to say that it's nice that they found some sort of a substitute because I mean, losing your job is a big deal. It's uh, it's a serious deal, uh, especially in the U.S. because your social system, sorry to say, sucks. And, yeah, and I agree. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's 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 a big deal, and it's nice that at least I don't know some I don't know, some substitute has been found. So I think it's great. What do you think? I think that any any chance for for people to get to move on with their lives and get another job, especially the you know the poor bloke that's driving seven hours on probably a, on probably a Sunday night. Monday morning to go then to go stay in a hotel for or a motel whatever for five days and then come back you know the poor bastard's got a long way to drive like you said he's away from his family he's in a place he doesn't want to be no one wants to be stuck away from their family for a good old week the money going into the motel would easily chew out a, a lot of the money that he's earning anyway so you know any opportunity to to work where you live is going to be good in my book so I, I'll definitely commend Bitmain for, for doing what they're doing and hopefully they can actually do what they say they're going to do, which is the adding the three to five hundred new jobs, which will easily replace the three hundred twenty-five that were lost. I think that we're entering a new age. Um, you know, back when the dot-com era was going on, there was a lot of people that you know they weren't too new on the internet, and now look at all the people out there that are making businesses online. They're selling online. Yeah. They're doing this online. They're doing that online. They, these pioneers, these these miners are going to lay the foundation for future generations. So not only is this bloke going to be happy that he's back home, but he's also going to have that sense that if he believes in what he's doing, especially with the with the Bitmain, he's building a future for his for his for his kids. And I think that that's going to sit yeah. well in his in his mind. So uh, I think this is a great article. I, I like to you know thank you for bringing this to light. You know I always say that I'm always up for the little guy, you know, always want to make sure that the little guy's got food on the, t- you know, food on the plate and everything. So this is a, this is a good positive article to have. So I appreciate you writing it. Do you want yeah, to well, that's, that's the same thing I thought. Sorry. I'm just saying that James, do you want, because you're the little guy defender, maybe they'll vote for you and you'll become the next prime minister. How does that sound? 
Maybe becoming <laughs> the next prime minister of this country. I'd like to say I did not have sexual relations. Oh, no, that's the wrong country, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say you are going to make f- legal. And I'm not legal, but, you know, more common <laughs> phrase. Sometimes you like to role play with your missus at night and just go, oh, I'll be Bill Clinton, you'll be the maid. Oh, who is it? You know who it is. <laughs> but she wasn't the maid. Come on. She was what? His secretary? She, Monica Lewinsky? She was a secretary or or something in his office. I, I don't know exactly. She, uh, she was... Her Mon- Mon- Monica Lewinsky, you know, it was... Uh, you know how time flies? You look at Monica now and you just go, I remember the time that she was crawling around the White House and her hands and her knees putting everything in her mouth. <laughs> So bad. I'm gonna lose half of the fucking audience straight off this podcast. Uh, I think you'll attract new audience <laughs> by saying this. Just like those t-shirts said, Hillary sucks, but Monica clearly sucked harder. So. <laughs> I don't think that Sebastian knows what we're talking about. He's too young. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna definitely lose probably half of this podcast. Uh, podcast audience. We're gonna have debates in the crowd. We're gonna have. We're gonna have the left versus the right, the up versus the down. The f- we're gonna have everyone in in the audience, and I'm just gonna kick back with a bucket of popcorn and watch the chaos unfold. Because <laughs> it ain't my country, so, so it's all good. Win win. And it is my country, so if stuff gets bad enough, you know where I'm going. <laughs> Straya. The Ukraine. You can go go to the Ukraine with your three dollar fucking plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a possibility. Alright, so uh what do you think of the podcast? We're gonna wrap it up now, Chris. So what do you think of your first time on the podcast? Do you think that you'll come back or will we scarred you for life, mate? I think I'm a little bit scarred for life. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'd love to come back. It's it's always fun to talk uh about the crypto space with, you know, people who enjoy the same topics as you. That's my original reason for coming and joining Alcoin Buzz in the first place. Try and keep it lighthearted and no, because te- techie stuff, t- too much to a degree, techie stuff can get a bit boring. So we like to try and keep it lighthearted and make a couple of jokes and lose half an audience to Monica Lewinsky jokes. So, yeah, it's been a good day in my book as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say to experts like you, like, it's nice to talk about those crypto stuff. To yeah, it's just, just people like... in general, you know, because a lot, a lot of my friends aren't into this stuff anyway. And you know, I, I tried to talk to them. They were in when the price is high, the price goes down, they're out. And I'm still here and I have no one to talk to. So it's always good to have uh, friends that are in space. Yeah, see, that, that's it. it. No one's going to want to talk to you now. But as soon as Bitcoin hits 10,000, I can guarantee you'll become the most popular <laughs> man in your entire group. Why didn't you tell me about this before? You f***ing kept this all to yourself. Blah, blah. We've all heard it before, mate. Wait till it hits John McAfee's 1 million per Bitcoin and he's eating his genitals on live TV. And then you could be like, well, I told you. I bloody told so you. I've always wondered. If he if it doesn't hit a million dollars, will he actually go through with that? Because as a man, I feel very, very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 Having the thought of you know eating your own genitals—that's 
ow. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. <laughs> he'll just do a line. He'll just do a line first so he doesn't feel anything. I uh. mean, yeah, if it's still working, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> And if it's not, then, well, it's okay to eat it, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, Leash. We're never going to get him on the show. Like, it's just never going to happen now. He's going to be sitting there going, you know what, they, these fuckers ruin me every every single show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he loves all of this. This is the kind of attention he seeks. Come on. I was going to say, I think he loves the attention. President 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright well alright people thanks for tuning in to the podcast today we'll wrap it up there you can find our podcast uploaded every Monday and Friday on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube as well as our website so we'd like to hear what you think of our show please leave our comment and give us a review on iTunes for more information about the news we've just discussed head over to our website at altcoinbuzz.io where we publish all the latest news to keep you in the loop so again from the Altcoin Buzz podcast team we want to say thank you for tuning in And thank you, Chris, for coming on board today and filling in for Jezza. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. I was going to say anything, and then you said bye. I was like, oh, fuck, now i got to say something. (laughs) The information discussed on the Altcoin Buzz YouTube, Altcoin Buzz Ladies YouTube, Altcoin Buzz Podcast, or other social media channels, including but not limited to Twitter, Telegram chats, Instagram, Facebook, website, etc., is not financial advice. This information is for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information and advice or investment strategies are thoughts and opinions only, relevant to accepted levels of risk tolerance of the writer, reviewer, or narrator, and their risk tolerance may be different than yours. We are not responsible for your losses. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are high-risk investments, so please do your due diligence and consult a financial advisor before acting on any information provided. Copyright Altcoin Buzz, PTE Limited, all rights reserved.